This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We've paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending mega bucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Happy New Year here on Inside Supercars. And today we speak to a couple of the team owners and team managers in Tim Blanchard, Matt Stone, and David Couchy. It's an interesting chat, particularly when you consider they're getting ready for Gen 3, as you'll find out from Tim Blanchard. There's, there's still plenty more to do, plenty more to learn, and, and a lot, and, and plenty more to grow. Um, but you know, I think couldn't have probably asked for too much more this this year. You know, yeah, there was a few missed opportunities here and there. David Couchy reflect on his first season in the hot seat at the head of Grove Racing. Um, but the reality is that, you know, the prototype program with uh, the ergonomic changes and then the, the whole reworking of the front geometry, you know, they lost, they lost months of time um, going through those evaluations and, and getting all that ready for production. And Matt Stone talked to us about how the Gen 3 program got itself into this late phase of preparation. With the cool drive business we're a major supplier for for supercars and the gen 3 programs i think there's over 80 part numbers that we're supplying every every car in pit lane some fascinating chats from the end of the clipsal 500 and they start now welcome to inside supercars tony whitlock and greg gravel and we're here at adelaide 500 it's saturday it's in blanchard you've got a whole bunch of reasons to be optimistic about this weekend the future um, coming off Silverstone and Formula Ford Festival, congratulations on getting over there and having a good time. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we uh, went over to did the Walter Hayes Festival at uh, Silverstone, so it was a really good, fun weekend. Uh, really competitive racing, and yeah, really, really enjoyed. It and hopefully, we'll get to go back again in years to come. Wonderful. Okay, let's just talk about um, Blanchard Racing Team. Um, it's uh, evolved quite a bit now. You, you're becoming a, a, a bit of a hitter here. You've now just signed up and announced that Aaron Love will be joining you in, in Super 2 for 2023 because you've got this car here sitting there as well as a, a Gen 3 um, for next year's driver. Tell us about this. Uh, yeah, so I guess you know, we want to expand the team to, to two cars over the coming years and um, I think an important step important part of that was doing it in, in bite-sized pieces and so part of that was doing a Super 2 program where we could take a manageable step in terms of expanding the team without compromising the main series and uh, you know part of, part of that is we want to have some really you know make sure we've got some good talented drivers in there and um, yeah getting Garen Aaron on board is, is a key part of our long-term strategy. Uh, he certainly showed it uh 
uh, Gold Coast, uh, his abilities to get through a pack, um, coming 15th to 4th in, in the first race was uh, astounding work. And that's the sort of thing you need, and particularly in somewhere like Super 2, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. We've, uh, I guess, you know, family and the team's had a long history with Michael Ritter and Sonic Motorsport, and, you know, he's been driving there the last few years, and he kind of put it, put it to us that, uh, yeah, someone should be looking at. So we've been kind of watching him pretty closely this year, and we're pretty impressed by his results, and, and not just his results, but the way he goes about it, his mental attitude and the way he presents himself. So we see him as someone that's a future star of the sport and uh, looking, to having, looking forward to having him part of the team. Just talking about um, blending in a Super 2 to run with the main game car, um, because there's only six rounds of the Super 2 um, versus the 12 of the main, that's the sort of right ratio for you and to manage that bringing them on board? Uh, yeah, it kind of works pretty well. So we've got him, got him here this weekend in Adelaide. So yeah, we'll put him in for the, he'll do the six Super 2 rounds and um, you know, there's quite a bit of testing when you're a rookie and in Super 2. Um, so we'll do do all that, um, but yeah, and then we'll try and bring him to the rounds where there's no Super 2, so we can be learning off the main game team as well. Okay. Now, just briefly, we could touch on um, next year's calendar. There are 12 rounds. It's gone back from, I think the peak was ever was 15, I think, a couple of years back. Um, there were some comments made by some of the drivers, and I, I was really pleased to hear that they'd considered it so well in terms of the crews and things like that. It's been a couple of tough years, obviously, for the population, and the world's population, but also race teams because, you know, they're going on the road for so long and things like that. Tell us about next year's calendar from your point of view. Oh, I think it's a pretty, pretty good calendar. I think obviously the, the main disappointment is uh, New Zealand, but that was kind of dictated to us by Pukukaui closing such and the, the news for that coming through so late. So that's disappointing, but I know, you know there's already a fair bit of action going on in terms of getting us back there. So I think that's just a, a short-term problem not going there. But overall, I think it's a pretty good calendar. It's very complex having to put all that together. You've got to balance the commercial side of it, plus the, the team's needs. And um, yeah, I think it's a, a good balance with the way the, the world is these days. Okay. Now, um, next year's car, your Gen 3, um, you're taking on the build part of it, major part? Yeah, absolutely. So we're doing, uh, so we've bought, bought the chassis complete from, from Pace, um, like most teams have done, um, but everything from theirs we're doing completely in-house. So we're building all the componentry ourselves and doing as much internally as we can. And, um, you know, obviously with the cool drive business we're major supplier for for supercars and the gen 3 programs i think there's over 80 part numbers that we're supplying every every car in pit lane oh wow that that's a, a large amount i mean obviously because of the way cool drives evolved you've now absorbed racer industries within you and is that that's the wheels and all those sort of things as well seats is uh yeah yeah so there's a long list of components that we're supplying for gen 3 so um yeah the fuel system the fire system um yeah the wheels steering column steering wheel yeah the list list goes on um but yeah it's performance is an important part of the cool drive business and and you know part of that was moving into race industries and working with sparker and some of those brands and and being part of supercar series is is a key part of performance and now tell me uh, i mean a large part of uh, uh, we're waiting to hear about the uh, evolution of uh, Gen 3 in terms of it being signed off from VCAT, that's still occurring. Um, uh, there was a fairly unrealistic test date put up initially, um, which was December 15 or something like that. I mean, there's no way known anyone's going to make that date. You're now back in January, aren't you, towards the end of January, your first test date? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. So first test day will be, I think, first of Feb. But yeah, we're we're going pretty well. So the car's fairly well progressed. Um, yeah, we've got. You know, I think. Uh, you know, realistically, we probably could have tested before Christmas. So yeah, we're we're in a pretty good shape at the moment. I think with the, the new build. Okay. Now. Um it was a bit of a surprise, I mean, myself included, and a lot of people, when Tim Slade, which seemed such a natural fit for him within this team. I mean, James Rosenberg has obviously been somebody in his corner for some time, and I know involved with your team. Tell us what happened with Tim. Um, yeah, I guess you'd have to ask him, really. But, um, okay. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously, you know, he's, he's found an option somewhere else that he wanted to pursue, and so, uh, yeah, he's doing that, and... Uh, that, that's the way it goes. That, that's business, and we'll we'll press on. We, you know, I'm pretty confident in our long-term plan, and obviously we've got Aaron coming on board, and some really good, you know, and Todd joining us next year. So, um, yeah, it was obviously sad to see Tim leave the team, and he's been part a key part of building the team to where it is today. But um, I think, yeah, you, there's still a lot of opportunity for us in the years to come. How do you go about picking another driver when you're presented with the case? You, your driver, you want wants to move on how do you how do you look at who's around do we take someone up from the uh from the development series i.e a declan fraser or do we go for someone who might be moving out of a seat uh it depends there's, there's a lot of factors in there there's obviously the commercial side of it but uh for us you know we've the commercial side we're, we're pretty sound so that's probably not as not as big of dictating factor in our team as most other teams um, but yeah, we're kind of looking about long term. So um, you know, the Gen Three coming in, we wanted someone who's got a level of experience with these cars. Someone uh, you know who's, who's got the potential to get be in the side. We need someone that's going to be in the side of the top ten, and um, yeah, we need someone's going to be there for years to come. So I think uh, Todd's got you know he's got a few years under his belt now. Um, you know, he probably hasn't been given the opportunity that he needs to deliver in the top 10 but he's definitely shown glimpses that the potential is there so hopefully we can extract that out of him and get inside the top 10 um, and then we've got you know Aaron as part of our long-term strategy as well so I think we kind of got got uh, Todd there which will really help us develop the Gen 3 car and then Aaron coming through when we can move to two cars. We are here at Adelaide and one of the things that uh, would be of concern is the parody dramas and getting the, everything signed off. You've got a lot of components that are signed off and ready to deliver, but if some of the critical components like the engine and the bodywork isn't signed off soon, are we going to be struggling to see all these cars ready for March at Newcastle? Oh, I think you know, it's still a fair bit of time to go, but yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get there. Um, you know, I think the engines are you know fairly well built. They've just got to prioritise them a little bit, so. Um, and then, yeah, same with the bodywork. A lot of the grunt of the work's done, so it's just the, the fine-tuning they're working on now, and we've got, now got a fair bit of time in January to, to finalise that stuff. But, yeah, from our team perspective, we're not, not worried, and, you know, Ford are doing a really good job in managing that, pro, that side of the project, and we're just focusing on making sure everything else around it's ready to go, which we're well on track to do. With something like this, the development of the new car, how involved should your team be in these discussions about what the car is and the parity of the car and all those sorts of things should you be at arm's length or should you be uh, heavily consulted yeah it's a tough one i think uh you know a lot of these things at, at some point you just need someone needs to make a decision and get on with it but uh you know also you know we also need to make sure that things are fair and things are, are done properly you know because there's a lot you know it's a lot of investment by the teams and the sponsors and partners of the teams are uh, 
you know, to be on the grid and so they need to be given a fair shot. So we need to protect our interests because there's, there's a lot of riding on it. Um, but yeah, ultimately someone's got to just make a decision and get, get it right and get on with it. You certainly don't run cool drive by committee and that's one of the problems that sometimes sports get into. Yeah, that's just that's just sport because there's always a lot of invested interest and everyone a lot lot more shareholders or stakeholders, sorry, in uh, stakeholders in a sport than I guess a normal business. So uh, that's that's just part of the, part of the game and that's what what makes it interesting. So for a team like yours, four permanent employees and a very short window, are you already looking at who might be available to come in to be able to get your car? And I imagine you're going to have to have something like your car and at least half a backup built. Yeah, yeah, no, our car's well on track, so I'm not, not too worried about that. Um, yeah, we're probably ahead of schedule um, that we planned out, so um, the car build's going well, but yeah, I think everyone in, team, in supercars, like everyone in Australia at the moment is kind of struggling for staff, so we're, we're understaffed, so is every other team, and yeah, so we're trying to trying to grow that side of it um, but yeah every other team's in the same boat at the moment so it's not an easy problem to solve. Thanks for joining us inside Supercars Tim Blanchard and um, congratulations on the Silverstone and on the decisions you're making because uh, it looks to be very forward up thinking for cool driving uh, 2023 and beyond. Thank you let's hope so. David Couchy it's great to see you here at Adelaide first of all can you sum up the weekend? Oh that was a wild one um, there's plenty of action on both days um, you know yesterday yeah, we got uh, caught up in a few little bits and pieces and unfortunately same a little bit today with Dave particularly getting uh, taken out by Will there. But uh, look, at the end of the day, we achieved our goal uh, this weekend, which was basically to retain fifth in the team's championship in front of Erebus. So we've done that by 10 points. So yeah, overall pretty happy. And that's obviously a season goal as well, making sure you get yourself as far up the grid as possible. So let's talk about your first season as the, the team manager principal. I've, I've, Sorry, I don't have the right name, but I never know it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah, it's been a great year. I've really, I've really enjoyed it. It's a, it's a great bunch of guys and girls here, and um, you know, we've made a lot of steps in the right direction. There's, there's still plenty more to do, plenty more to learn, and, and a lot, and, and plenty more to grow. Um, but you know, I think couldn't have probably asked for too much more this, this year. You know, yeah, there was a few missed opportunities here and there. But to get some poles and some podiums, you know, that's that's not easy to do in this championship. Um, it's super competitive. So to, to achieve some of those results this year uh, was fantastic for, for Penrite Racing and for, for Brenton and Stephen Grove, you know, have taken on 100% ownership of the team this year. Uh, really happy to repay them with some of those results. And the manual, the world according to Couchy, is that now in place? Or is it all thrown out because this thing called Gen 3 is coming along? <laughs> no, nah, like I said, there's still there's still a lot more that you know we need to do as a team um, to be you know be able to win races, you know, and and then win races consistently. Um, and obviously, Gen Three next year in terms of the you know engineering of the car, yeah, that's going to be a sort of start from scratch. You know, there will be a, a, a number of things, and I mean, engineering's engineering. The car's still um, you know physics and science. So um, you know, we've got a good bunch of engineers that will um, we had. Grant McPherson start this weekend as technical director, um, so I've got full faith in him and the rest of the engineering team uh, to, to get that sorted and, and you know hit the ground running next year. We've come off two COVID affected years this year, fortunately it was smooth sailing in as much as you knew where you were going and you got there, but what is the burnout rate like now after that, that period of time, the two COVID and, and now a full season again? 
Yeah, look, definitely, you know, all the all the guys and girls that have been involved in motorsport over the last two years have, have done it tough, a lot of time away from family, a lot of um, running from the COVID ghost, um, <laughs> you know, over the over a number of months. So it definitely takes a toll. It, it's um, mentally, physically, um, and now we've got the challenge of, of building the, um, these Gen 3 cars. Uh, there's a, you know, it's a completely new car, completely unknown, so... Undoubtedly, you know that is gonna that is gonna take a you know take some more um, you know energy out of out of out of everybody. But um, you know, look, everybody will hopefully go and get a few weeks rest over Christmas and come back next year and get right into it when we've got all the parts in front of us to build the cars. Are you able to say, all right, on you know 20, 20th of December, that's it, guys. We're shutting the doors. We're locking it. I don't want to see you back here till 14 January or whatever that date may be. Yeah, we've got all, everyone's on it. You know, got a holiday schedule, so everybody knows what they're doing, so that they can plan the time with their with their family and friends. I think it's really important. You know, it's a long season. It's one of the longest. I think I think the longest sporting season in Australian sport. Uh, so yeah, it definitely takes its toll, and everyone deserves the the rest at this time of the year. So yeah, we've we've got to do it, and then uh, when we get back, we've we've still got to get the job though. Done, uh, still got to get the job done to to build those cars to go racing again next year. And how much are you doing in-house? How much are you doing collaboratively with other teams? And and the plan just to get to Newcastle, well, even to get to the test day, is going to be a huge challenge. Yeah, no, these cars are going to be 100% built uh, by Grove by Grove Racing. You know, in-house, um, we are. You know, we're sourcing as all teams are. We're sourcing parts from all sorts of places. Uh, but no, it's going to be 100% our car. Um, you know, owned and built by us. So I'm really looking forward to that. Well, Couchy, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you. Congratulations on your first year. Have you enjoyed this role and this responsibility? Has it been hard to step back and not go to the squiggly lines and the ones and zeros? Uh, yeah, no, I, I've definitely enjoyed the, the year and I'm definitely enjoying this role and relishing the, the challenge. So, you know, I'm really glad I did it. It's a, yeah, it's a tough gig, um, but there's, you know, there isn't an easy gig in this, in this sport. Um, it's tough no matter what, what your role is. Uh, it's, it's very, very challenging, especially if you want to be the best. And, and certainly that's what I want to be. And, and that's what everyone in this team wants to be. So, um, but it's definitely been, uh, you know, a really enjoyable year for me. Yeah, it's been tough. Um, and yeah, there's some more um, tough times ahead as well, but 100% uh, happy that uh, I'm here. Couchy, have a fantastic Christmas. We know that Melbourne's weather is better at this time of the year than it was through winter, so hope you get to enjoy it. Awesome, thank you very much. I'm here on summer evening at Adelaide 500, the inaugural end of year Adelaide 500. It's race 34 has just finished. Matt Stone was me and uh, the end of his uh, fourth or fifth year in the uh, team ownership with a couple of cars. Tough year. Um, but uh, even tougher times ahead for you with a new car, generation car. Yeah, look, it's been a tough year. I think, um, you know, across the board, across the whole field, there's been a lot more carnage than uh, previous years. And, you know, we've certainly found ourselves on the back foot, spending too much time repairing damage week after week and not enough time focusing on fine-tuning the race cars. So um, it's certainly been an experience of a year. Uh, we obviously started off quite strong, we thought, um, but certainly lost a bit of form in the mid-season. Found it again here at Adelaide, but unfortunately weren't able to convert it into um, any form of results with on-track and, and mechanical issues issues plaguing us all weekend. But yeah, now that the Car of the Future era is done, we um, we look forward to Gen 3 and, and getting back to base and continuing on with the build process ready for the new era. 
Um, now, obviously, the biggest news in recent times was the move of the test date, which is now at the end of January. Um, so that's obviously far closer to what's realistic in terms of, I mean, that was it December 13 or something like that. Just... Yeah, I think testing in December was a great idea. Um, but the reality is that, you know, the prototype program with uh, the ergonomic changes and then the, the whole reworking of the front geometry, you know, they lost... They lost months of time um, going through those evaluations and, and getting all that ready for production. So ultimately the whole thing was just a couple of months behind where it needed to be for us to be running in December. So, um, you know, that's obviously got an accelerated release program with parts and, and a lot of stuff that was ordered in months past is starting to arrive in the country and, and same with local manufacturer stuff starting to be delivered. So I think the January is much more realistic. Um, you know, we're certainly underway, but at the moment, with our first chassis, we uh, we sort of get to a few head stops where we're, we're, we're continually waiting on uh, bits and pieces coming from various sources. So hopefully January um, is a, a lot of uh, deliveries coming in and, and then we're able to get it, get ready for that, that end of Jan test. Now you've got a bonus over most other teams have and you've got a young apprentice there back at the workshop. You call him dad sometimes, I imagine, sometimes. Yeah. But your father, Jim, is a highly experienced race fabricator, engineer, designer. Um, so having someone like that there um, while you're putting these two new cars is a real asset to your company, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, look, any day where I can go to work and play with race cars with my old man is a good day in my book. So, um, and yeah, he, uh, Jimmy retired some years back, but uh, you wouldn't know because he just uh, keeps doing what his passion is, which is, you know, motoring and, and motorsport and, uh, and keeps on, you know, charging on. And, yeah, he's certainly got a bit of excitement with these new cars. You know, there's bits, bits of it that... Uh, you know, we're not a fan of in terms of design, but then no designer likes uh, always likes the other person's stuff because they always have their own ideas. But but there's certainly a lot of elements of this new car that we like, um, and we're very eager to to get them together and put our own um, put our own signature on the builds and uh, and you know roll out next year and see what we can do with them. And uh, without putting too fine a point on it, in terms of the colour schemes on the new cars, you. Current sponsors of Truck Assist will they be on board for next year? Yeah, absolutely. So the two-car Truck Assist um, racing team will, will go ahead again for next year, um, as, as was always the plan. Um, obviously, it's a uh, quite a stylistic change going to a much um, much more attractive profile in the in the Camaro. So yeah. the the actual uh, look and feel of it, um, you know, we're 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 very far along with our design, but uh, we're not quite ready to share that with the world yet. Um, yes. But yeah, we will be doing a, a pre-season launch um, for the, you know, for the 2023, um, you know, Truck Assist Racing Camaros. Yep. Um, and then, we, then we'll let everyone uh, view our new design aspects um, of, that we've, you know, sort of taken our Truck Assist Racing um, brand and all our other partners and applied it in a, what I think is a very, uh, very good looking um, Camaro. Indeed. Uh, the, the one important line I'll say to you is, a good horse is never a bad colour, okay? So, you know, just remember that. Make those horses pretty good and they'll be right for the job. Yeah, well, if you look at Truck Assist Racing, um, I, th I think you can rule out pink. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's probably uh, probably pretty easy to pick some of the colours that are yeah, going to go yeah. in there. Um, but we're, we, won't, uh, we won't spoil it. We'll, um, we'll wait until that, uh, that, that big launch. We want to make a big deal about it and, uh, and get everyone there and involved. And um, we'll, uh, we'll show everyone what they look like then. Okay, and just in terms of uh, your driver lineup, um, you've already announced that uh, Jack LeBrock is coming back um, and that Todd Hazel has left the team. And of course, you have also announced that Cameron Hill is joining. Yes. 
that's pretty exciting in itself. Absolutely. Like I said, the um, you know the rookie and the pro dynamic is something that we uh, we're really looking forward to. And you know, like we like we like Cameron in um, that he's done a lot in his career and he's been successful in a lot of different classes. Um, and as we go into a new class of supercar, um, you know, we want to see what he can bring to the table. And, and certainly, you know, we've found um, a lot of faith in um, JLB in a in his uh, mannerisms and growing with the team this year. So, you know, we're happy, we, we like putting the idea of putting him into a senior driver role uh, to help uh, mentor. help yeah. mentor the team and help help us keep growing our engineering and growing our driver group and, and hopefully growing our results. There is something very strong in, in giving men who've experienced something and learned something is giving them the role of, of that mentorship because it does consolidate and build them as people. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, having um, Cameron coming in with a you know good solid head on his shoulders, great the great experience behind him, um, and you know the required skill set to be successful in supercars. And Jack, you know, I think is um, starting to really come into form with his uh, understanding of qualifying. Like it's always hard to see from the outside, but but inside the team, we we see snippets of where it's all starting to come together. And and certainly we haven't been the the shiniest outfit this team, but we've been uh, making good note of our weaknesses, and, and we've got an off season to build new cars and and build on those weaknesses to hopefully have a strong season next year. All right, well, Matt Stone, I look forward to seeing you on Newcastle. And uh, thank you and enjoy uh, the whole Stone family having a great Christmas. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. We've got some great stuff coming up in the off season before the start of the year at Newcastle. And I hope you'll keep coming back to Inside Supercars for more. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more. Or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We've paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending mega bucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them.